1: I'm Dr. Amy Brenner, and you're listening to another episode of the Healthy Herb Podcast. And today I have something really exciting for you, which is uh, eating more to lose weight. So I don't know about you, but that sounds really good to me. Um, and our guest today to talk about reverse dieting is Amanda Trion. Hi, Amanda. Hi, how's it going? Good. I Good. mean, you're you're really um, knowledgeable in the weight loss, healthy eating, women's health. If you could just kind of give everybody a little bit about your background and share with us how you became an expert in this field. Sure. I would love to. Um, I would say it was kind of by chance that I became
2: what you would consider to be an expert in the field. Um, it's my journey was somewhat of a long one. Like I think most people's journeys are when it comes to health and wellness. Um, I didn't grow up in a family that taught me how to eat healthy. I grew up in a family where cereal was the main breakfast option. And, um, we would go out to Frisch's and eat as a family every Sunday and drink chocolate milk and all the things. So I didn't grow up with, um, a lot of knowledge surrounding what healthy eating was, or even healthy lifestyle. Um, I was always active in sports, but never really saw my parents do any formal exercise or anything like that. So fast forward to when I started having my own family, um, I was pregnant with my oldest son and I had gained quite a bit of weight with that pregnancy and I really felt very uncomfortable in my body after that, after I delivered him. And so I really wanted to do something to help me feel better about myself. Um, And so that's kind of when my whole fitness journey started and, and health and wellness, um, I started actually doing jazzercise, which is kind of funny, I think to some people just cause it's, it's such an old school form of exercise, but I loved it. I love dancing. And so that's kind of where I started. And then I, I dabbled in marathons and did some of that, but still really hadn't changed my eating at all. I was kind of eating what I had always grown up to know to eat and, and w- what was considered healthy to me. Um, and then I started getting into CrossFit a little bit, and that's kind of when I started having some light shed on the whole nutrition piece of things for me. And How then long it ago really, was
1: that? How yeah, good question. Two
2: thousand fourteen. Okay, so quite a so, while ago. Yeah, so this wasn't wasn't quick by any means. So, um, and my son was born in two thousand eight, and so this is you know, two thousand fourteen is a very slow progression for me. Um, and so in 2014, I started CrossFit and then my brother actually was, um, morbidly obese and so was my sister-in-law and they both got turned on to bodybuilding competitions and they learned how to eat based on macronutrients, which I had never heard of what that even was at the time. They both lost collectively over hundred pounds together and oh, they wow. were in the best shape of their life. I mean, stage ready for a bodybuilding show, which was amazing. So they were an inspiration, obviously. I mean, I don't know who wouldn't be inspired by that, where they didn't do any, any fad, anything. I mean, it was truly just grit and hard work, weight loss by eating healthy and exercising consistently. And so um, once I saw what they were able to do with their bodies, I was like, uh, yeah, I went in on that. So I ended up hiring the same coach that my brother hired to teach me how to eat um, based on macronutrients. And so that's kind of really where the whole catalyst began, and I haven't really looked back since. I started eating that way, like I said, in about 2014, and I still do it today. I lost probably, oh, 30 pounds, I would say, Um, and I've added quite a bit of muscle mass in the meantime, and I've maintained that body composition from that point till now.
1: What does that mean, uh, following macronutrients?
2: Yeah, so it's looking at your plate of food, for what the food has in terms of carbohydrates, fats and protein. So you're really not trying to hit a specific calorie mark. You are, but you're not. The macros are more important than the calories. And if you eat your specific macronutrient ratio that's prescribed to you or that you, you're targeting to eat, you're by default gonna hit those calorie numbers that you're trying to eat as well. Cause weight loss really does boil down to calories in versus calories out, but more specifically with macronutrients, you're looking at the kind of calories that you're eating which is important because when you're trying to lose weight, you really want to preserve as much lean muscle mass as possible. And that's what macronutrients helps you to do.
1: Yeah. So I'm uh, privileged enough to work with you on a, on a daily basis and you actually bring so much value to our practice because you're living, breathing and, you know, totally practicing what you preach as far as a, a healthy lifestyle.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. I don't think there's any other way to do it. If you're going to talk about it, you, you better know what it's about, what it's like to be in the shoes of somebody else that's trying.
1: You know, I think with traditional medicine, or at least how I was trained in medical school, uh, we really didn't get any nutrition training at all. In fact, if I even look back at what we were trained, I think we were trained on, here's the here's the food pyramid, and if you want to uh, lose weight, like eat less and exercise more. And um, you've probably come across Same. lots of, lots of patients mm-hmm. who have been kind of taught that and have then found themselves where they're hardly eating.
2: Absolutely 1000%, couldn't agree more. I had the same type of training that you did in midwifery school where it was all about the food guide pyramid and um, eat less. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of people still have that mentality where to lose weight, you have to eat less food, which isn't wrong because in order to lose weight, you do have to be in a calorie deficit um, but it can be wrong when your metabolism is so slow that you can't eat much of anything to see that weight loss happen.
1: So, which leads us to our topic for today, which is reverse dieting, which just yes. has has been pretty new. Do you think that's kind of a, a new thing in the health yes. and wellness? Kind of the the latest thing that uh, you've actually worked with patients and have had a lot of success with
2: yes um absolutely i would say it's probably uh three to five years new in terms of the term reverse dieting and what that means um so yeah reverse dieting is the opposite of dieting right so dieting is trying to eat in a caloric deficit so that you can lose weight reverse dieting is the opposite of that you're actually trying to increase your calorie intake to repair your metabolism So that when you do start eating in a deficit, your body responds, and you can lose weight on a normal amount of calories rather than um, a starvation diet.
1: So, why would who would be the best person for reverse dieting, or why does somebody even need to? Who would need to consider reverse dieting? That's a great question. It's literally something that absolutely any single person can do.
2: There is no disease process that would negate you from being able to do it. There is no genetic condition that would um, cause you to not be successful with reverse dieting. It's truly something that is adaptable to absolutely anybody. So the only person that I would recommend not do it is the person that's not all in 100% mentally with trying to make a change.
1: Yeah, I would think that that actually might be Kind of a lot of people because you're trying to lose weight and you're telling me that I'm gonna you're gonna I'm gonna eat more that just goes against everything. I've ever heard about
2: Yes, you're so right. And so there is a huge education piece to this when I talk to people about it Um, there is definitely some some a lot of talk about the fact that if they have to be patient with it and if they want to see long-term success and stop that up and down yo-yo of yes i did this diet and i lost 30 pounds but then as soon as i stopped eating that way i gained it all back and then some if you want to stop that cycle eating this way is the way to do it or, you know with macronutrients and reverse dieting and so you didn't get to this point in your life overnight so it's not gonna go away or change overnight either and so there's definitely a whole lot of even through the process with people they might get it when i talk to them about it initially and say yes I understand, you're right, I'm on board, but you know, we're human and we all love that instant gratification feeling and so even through the process for a lot of people that understand it in the beginning have to be reminded frequently that, you know, this isn't something that's going to happen overnight and you have to be patient with your body and let your body do what it's supposed to do so that this is not going to be a yo-yo diet situation for you in the future.
1: So it's interesting that you said that really anybody could do this. I would have thought that this is only for those people that are, and you and I know these people, we see them every day. They eat mm-hmm. nothing or they're mm-hmm. eating 500 calories a day or having a, a potato and yes. or a salad. And that's all they eat during the day. But yet they're yes. o- overweight or obese. I would have thought that reverse dieting is only for that kind of person.
2: No, it's literally for anybody. I still reverse diet and I maintain a body composition that, you know, I have under 20% lean body mass and I still do reverse dieting to this day. So the way that your body works, and this is going to get maybe a little bit scientific, but, um, the whole reason that you gain weight when you're in a caloric deficit for some people is typically from years of yo-yo dieting. That's usually kind of what starts that whole process where you know you want to lose weight and so you cut calories like you think you're supposed to do and then you end up losing some weight and then you plateau at some point and so then you know to have you have to eat less to see that same success that you just saw right and so you eat a little bit less and then yes you do have a little bit more weight loss and then you plateau again at a certain point and so then the cycle keeps going right and then you get to a point where you just get so hungry you can't do it anymore and so then you binge and you overeat and you gain all that weight back because you go back to your old habits and then Mm -hmm. you gain a little bit more weight typically and the reason that happens is because your body is really really good at adaptation it kind of goes back to um, when we were cavemen there really was an an issue with starvation at that point in time because we were hunters and gatherers and so we had to find our food and if you're if you weren't able to find food in a timely manner you were at true risk for starving and so our bodies figured that out and when you were able to actually eat your body would slow down metabolism to the point where it wouldn't burn through that fuel that you just fed it in the form of, of food, which turns into energy. It wouldn't burn through it very quickly because it didn't know when it was gonna get its next meal. And so the problem with that is even after all these years when that's really not an issue for the united states anymore at least for most of us mm-hmm. um our bodies still adapts. it hasn't figured out that we don't need to do that adaptation thing anymore and so if you eat in a caloric deficit your body's going to adapt and slow down And it's going to happen to every single person that eats in a caloric deficit i don't care how fast your metabolism is that's the way that your body works so if you eat in a deficit for too long a period of time your metabolism will slow down and so then for that person no matter how fit they are get their metabolism to speed back up you need to reverse diet so it's truly something that anybody can do
1: interesting is there anybody that it's not a good option for
2: no really it's not i mean everybody can do it at any point in their life just depending on what their goals are and where their metabolism is at the point in time that they're thinking about doing it it's really just not a good option for somebody who's not ready to put the work in i mean that's really all it is Hmm.
1: So what you what you found and I've heard from you uh, and our other wellness coach say is Actually eating more can be difficult um, mm-hmm. Do you, do patients uh, actually tell you like this is actually harder than I thought I thought it was gonna be like vacation
2: Yeah, absolutely because if you think about it if somebody's used to eating a thousand calories a day and I'm asking them and they're eating a thousand calories of probably not the most nutrient dense foods right so maybe they think that they're making some really healthy choices and they could be but for the most part i would say probably most people are choosing some foods anyway that may not be very nutrient dense or not very filling and so if i ask them to increase their calories to just even 1100 calories they might be okay with that for a little bit but as i keep continuing to increase their calories they're going to start feeling full and actually they're going to feel full pretty quickly because More than likely, they're going to be eating way more protein than they've ever been used to eating because most people significantly under eat protein and protein is very filling. And I'm going to ask them to eat a lot of vegetables, which is fiber and fiber and vegetables are also very filling. So the types of foods that they're eating, even though they may not be eating a ton more calories than they had been before, the types of foods that they're eating are now very filling, satiating calories. And so, yeah, people feel full actually pretty often when we first start them on the until their metabolisms kind of start to wake up and burn through that food, and then they actually get hungry.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So Mm -hmm. when you're increasing somebody's calories, is it uh, any calories? Can I, you know, eat Mm -hmm. ice cream, Big Mac? Or are you specifically increasing fat calories, protein calories?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So the answer is yes and no. Um, So you're looking at the ratio of the carbohydrates, the proteins, and the fats in every meal. So if you want, and you have kind of a food bank, right? So let's say, for example, I say that I want somebody to eat. 1500 calories for the day. And I want of that, and this math isn't going to equal out because I haven't actually done the math, but let's just say that I want them to eat 120 grams of protein for the whole day. I want them to eat, um, 100 grams of carbohydrates and 45 grams of fat. And so you can eat whatever kind of foods you want in theory until you reach those numbers right so here's the caveat to that if you choose ice cream most of the day or mcdonald's most of the day you might only get to eat one meal because it's going to burn through your bank of proteins carbs and fats really quickly so if you want to space your foods out and not feel really hungry because you've you know wasted all of your food bank on that one meal then you're going to choose foods that are more nutrient dense so do i I don't. I certainly don't recommend that people eat the non-nutrient-dense foods. I always try to get them to eat from the perimeter of the grocery store, more whole foods, more nutrient-dense foods. But like anything, if we completely deprive somebody of something, it's not gonna be something they can stick to for the rest of their life, which is the beauty in this. If there's something that you really love to have, or you just have a hankering for, I'm not gonna tell you that you can't eat it. You just have to make it fit within your macros.
1: Right. Yeah, you still have to live life. Like what's the yes. point if you're, you know i can't go to a party or i can't go out to dinner or i can't ever quote cheat uh if I, you will absolutely mm-hmm. so That's how does somebody imp- how does somebody implement this is this something they can do on their own or do they need to work with a health coach like yourself
2: yeah i absolutely think working with a health coach is the best way to go i still work with a coach myself even though i do that i i'm very well versed in how this works i still need somebody else to look at it from an outside perspective um, I think any great athlete still uses a coach, right? So can you do it on your own? Sure, but there's a whole lot of science behind it and a whole lot of thought process and a whole lot of just anecdotal evidence of having worked with a whole bunch of people and you kind of know what tweaks to make with specific people based on what their metabolisms are doing. There's a whole lot more that goes into energy or you know, calories in and calories is out than truly just food that you eat and food that you burn. Um, and it's more specific to the food that you burn, right? Because there's a lot of things that, that go into your metabolism. It's not just, um, exercise, but it's also, did you sleep and your hormones? And do you have any other, um, issues like thyroid disease and things like that, that can make an impact on how your metabolism is going to work? So absolutely. I think working with a coach is very, very important, especially when you're starting to kind of learn this whole process.
1: Yeah. And we're so lucky to have you at our practice, because this is definitely not my area of expertise. And one <laughs> thing that we've learned in the past uh, 10 years of our in our practice is, you know, at first, I think we thought, oh, we all need to know about all the things we do here. And what we sure. learned is that that's just not it's not feasible. Like I can't be an expert in everything and and neither can you. So we're so lucky to have you you in our practice and be one of our um, expert health coaches in something like a complicated topic like this. Oh, I appreciate it. And I love it. I have a passion for it. I live my life the same way. So I'm happy to be able to do it. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on and talking about reverse dieting. I'd love to talk to you more about some of the other things that you mentioned, like thyroid and hormones or other uh, areas that can be keeping people from reaching their goal, weight or health. Definitely. All right. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Hair. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook and the web. Go to www.health.com. DrAmyBrenner.com to learn more. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute as medical advice, the practice of medicine, nursing, or other healthcare services. No patient-physician relationship is formed. The information in the podcast and any references, material, or links